Welcome to the Weekend Retreat. Each month, we relax and reflect on what we've learned from our show, Dose of Support. Self-care in healthcare is our mission at Dose of Support, and the Weekend Retreat is a way for two friends to review self-care methods from the show. Sit back and enjoy a short conversation. Thanks for listening. Well, welcome back, everyone, to the weekend retreat. I've got my glass of wine and my bestie Lisa here on the other line. (laughs) I also have my wine. No beer this time, just wine. So if it's Saturday morning and you're listening to this, crack open a mimosa or have a glass of wine with us tonight. And we have not had a weekend retreat for, gosh, it's been eight episodes, I think. I think it's been like a significant... Yeah, I think that's that's about it. And it probably just kind of shows to how crazy life is for everyone right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like our goal was to do this maybe once a month and just have a little chit chat and recap the episodes. But like shit happens and we're human. And so I hope that the fans understand. We left off at episode eight with the last responder, Danny, who's our buddy. And um, the next episode, episode nine, was with our chiropractor buddy, Dr. Annie Bayedo. Dr. Annie was like the role model of self-care in healthcare. She literally did all the things. And, and I mean, like, she had an exercise regimen, an eating regimen, a drinking water regimen. She like took a Epsom salt bath, which who doesn't love that every once in a while, right? Yeah. Um, and she like stuck to a schedule and I'm so envious of that schedule. I don't really schedule anything, but I was thinking like, is there a way that a chiropractor office would want to hire a registered nurse? I was trying to figure out a way that like I could somehow get into that world. <laughs> After hearing her episode, I was like, maybe that's what I need, like a daily reminder because I'm helping other people do that to get that done yourself. Yeah, it really was kind of like a look into wellness care and and staying well um, and like a proactive look into care, which is really, I mean, she talked about the Chinese like healthcare model that she grew up with. And I thought that was really interesting, but um, it just shows how like preventative care you know, can really enhance your quality of life if you can get ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. Making healthy healthy decisions is always like good ahead of the game before it's helping prevent anything, you know, or at least doing something to prevent it. Yeah. So if y'all haven't listened to episode nine, like it's a goodie. But Lisa, I remember you texted me after episode 10 with our music therapist and you were like, this is one of the best episodes. It was one of my personal favorite episodes. Absolutely. Tell me more. Well, I don't know. It was something about her voice. Like to me, you know, when you listen to somebody, sometimes the tone of their voice is more calming to you or just like, you know, easier listening on individual person's ears I suppose there's a like saying for that or a term for that and I forget what it's called but it's like like it's um soothing when you listen yeah um and there's a whole term for that I forget I mean everyone has been super interesting to listen to so I'm not pointing her episode out as like anything over and above (laughs) what other people are doing but it was something about just the way she spoke the tone of her voice she was so articulate And it was about something that was very artistic. And I've worked a lot with uh, dementia patients and stroke patients. And never once in my career have I worked with a music therapist. 
No. Yeah. And so I was thinking about it that whole episode. Like, I myself had, like, brought iPad, brought an iPod to work and downloaded certain music for patients and then, you know, um, plugged the headphones in for them and, and would help them listen to music that was important to them. But I am most certainly not a music therapist by any stretch of the imagination. But that's the only thing that I've ever done. And I've never interacted with a music therapist. And it was kind of made me sad at the same time, like that there's this whole discipline that I've never been exposed to. And I worked a lot with dementia and stroke yeah. patients. And it's good for so many people. But, you know, specifically those types of patients can really benefit from it. That really surprises me, too, because you've worked in long term care, in like acute rehab in the hospital, and you've worked in um, like a transitional care setting. Like you've worked with. Mm-hmm. all sorts of populations that could benefit. So so we and we talked about that in that episode that music therapy is just greatly underappreciated and underutilized and she's not the only music therapist that we're having on either. I do have another one in a future episode coming up. So if anyone missed that one, go back. It's episode 10. Um and and learn about Melissa and she's really trying to help healthcare professionals too. So if you work in healthcare, um, she does have programs on her website. If you wanted to try something to help um, with your own self-care, she has like a program that you can just follow. Um, And so I thought that was really special that she's specifically taking time during the pandemic to help healthcare workers. So, okay. Now (laughs) episode 11, it was so heavy and (laughs) I think I I texted you that as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so episode 11 was clear the air with Dr. D. So Dr. Demaris came on and she is a really, I think, a national figure in the health of people as it relates to the climate. And and she's really just a leader in this area. And she talked about how self-care for her is enjoying the great outdoors, really like disconnecting from like all the electronic devices, <laughs> getting away from the screen and getting outside. But um, one one thing about her episode, well, a couple things, right? Like it, it was heavy. There were lots of like scary statistics and there's lots of things that aren't in our control. But she really helped me to think about like, why do we feel hurt by these systems that we're working in and really getting down to like the moral injury of what's going on? Like, why do I feel this way when I'm giving care to somebody? And, and once you know what that feeling is, you can work on that. You can work on making that better. However, that works for you. And for her, it was being part of nature. Yeah, definitely. She she always kind of kept coming back to the outdoors, which is, I mean, speaks to her choice of um, her niche of the profession, for sure. Something that I really got out of her episode, and it's like not as deep as that, but I did, I did text you saying that I was slightly overwhelmed. I tend to get overwhelmed with things. And the problem or issues seem so big, right? And I'm just this like one little person living in Minnesota. And, you know, when I, I don't try to use not don't use paper towels, and I'm trying to do all this stuff to like streamline the stuff that I'm throwing away. And how much waste one patient comes up with, or how much waste one patient creates in an inpatient setting. 
And so every time I was taking off a pair of, of gloves at work, then after that, I was like, oh, and it's going in the garbage. And oh. every time I pass one medication and it goes in that little cup. And it was funny because after I listened to that episode, one of my patients says, oh, don't waste that cup. Just put it in my hand. And I was thinking, why am I not just putting this one like Prilosec or whatever it is like in their hand for them to put into their mouth? And it's just so like automatic to grab the cup and, you know, cause we can't, we're not supposed to touch anything and we gotta be, you know, yeah. you know, infection That's prevention. Really That's a really good point. I it was really weird that. cause it was right after the episode and one of my <laughs> patients said something to me and I'm like, sounds good. And it's like, let's save that cup. So every time I go into a patient room, I'm like, do you want it in your hand? And if there's just one or two, I do that. And usually they're like, oh, sure. Um, so it was just kind That's of a silly idea. thing, but you know. So using less med cups, like why not? <laughs> that is my contribution at this point <laughs> is trying to lessen the amount of med cups in the garbage. No, I mean, there's so many things, but you just have to start small, I think. Otherwise, it does seem like a mountain that you're never going to climb. Yeah. And for for anyone that hasn't listened yet or wants to get involved with um, reducing healthcare waste or any of the initiatives that were mentioned in that episode, if you go to the website for the show, doseofsupport.com and go to episodes under episode 11 is a list of like, gosh, 12 or 13 initiatives like with links that you can just click on the link and check it out join the initiative so if you don't know where to start start at the website and and just find a way to get involved if this is something that is meaningful for you and I hope it is because I that's why it ended up being this two-part series because I thought it was important enough that like we had to get into it but I agree it was kind of like oh shit this is we cannot solve this. <laughs> I think we can't solve it alone, you know, and, and so hopefully as individuals, you can come together as systems and then as a larger group of healthcare, you know, so just kind of looking at it with like little parts that all make up the whole. And at some point, hopefully, you know, the little parts coming together are strong enough to make an impact. Yeah. Systems thinking is a whole part of healthcare that there's a lot of room for us to improve on if we look at the big system. And I think we've all been frustrated with the system. That's one of the reasons dose of support is here, right? Like, like there isn't something to support us. There isn't something, I mean, supposedly there's these initiatives that our employers have, right? But like, not really, <laughs> you know, there isn't something like this anyway. Um, so speaking of someone who's trying to help healthcare workers also. Chaplain Pike from episode 12, she she made it a point to round on the healthcare workers that she works with and just check in with them. So it's not she's not just giving spiritual care to patients and helping them get through their their hard situation, but she was also like concerned about, you know, what we're going through right now in COVID and supporting people through that. And her episode was actually really popular. Um, a lot of people downloaded it. And I don't know if it's because people don't know what a chaplain does, but episode 12 really like ended up being like people really were excited for her for her episode. What did you think? I I have worked with chaplains. And so that's something, you know, it was it was familiar to me and something that I became more familiar with working inpatient 
the resource is always there at the hospital. There's an on-call chaplain and in nursing homes and long-term care and um, transitional care units and all the other units I've worked on, there hasn't always been a chaplain available all the time. And so working inpatient where I am now has been the first time that I have access to chaplains that I have called in the evening or put a page out or put a referral into and they call back and they say, do you need me right now? Or can I come in the morning? And so that's been really cool because I can get patients chaplain services when they need them in the moment versus having to like wait a couple days or if I go off shift, then it doesn't get followed through on. Yeah. And so again, a couple, like this was just a couple days ago, had an experience with a chaplain, um, a patient having a difficult time, a huge, huge medical situation for a, a pretty young patient. And she was just having a hard time with it. And so I asked her, you know, what what's important to her spiritually, if there is anything. And she really opened up to me. So I reached out to the chaplain services and they were able to come that day and see her and brought her this amazing, like leather bound, like um, prayer book, which was specific to what she believed in. And it was beautiful. And they brought a notebook with like a pen so she could take notes and I just, yeah, it is the, like the kindest and the most like in your heart that I've ever felt. Like it was just, Aww. and then that chaplain actually sent me like a positive e-message on the company website. It's like a little card, an e-card they can send you and recognize me for really recognizing a need for this patient and then reaching out for her. And Aww. so that was kind of cool too. So the chaplain, again, not only was helping the patient, but then like sought me out in a way that was recognizing me for accessing chaplain services and, and utilizing those for my patient in a therapeutic way. So that was really cool as well. I also really liked her personal story. And yes. it was just like so profound and um, scary. And, but her training as a chaplain, I think, helped her. And um, so if y'all haven't listened to episode 12 and, and also her self-care, she mentions like gardening. Like, and I wish, like, I know all of y'all out there are plant parents and I cannot do it. Like I have one droopy, sad looking plant right now and I would love to be that person. Um, so <laughs> send me all of your recommendations because I can't keep a plant alive. I can keep a human alive, but that's about it. Um, that's what I say too. All of my plants <laughs> are from Ikea. <laughs> they're the fake ones actually Ikea does sell real plants too but yeah. sp specifically mine are the fake ones from Ikea she was like I'm tending to my garden it's really therapeutic and I'm like well good for you that's like one of us that uh but I know people really love that and and I just wish that was me and it's not and I think that um, everyone has their their area that they're good at or something that interests them and sparks that like devotion and, and plants are not it for either of us <laughs> but maybe it will be someday. Like I, I'm determined to like, try, I'm going to try. We might need to like grow our own food the way uh, episode 11 went. So uh, <laughs> we might need to like figure it out. Um, so episode 13 was a really interesting look into respiratory therapy. And we really talked a lot about how you cope with seeing you know, a patient pass away, which is something that, you know, 
most bedside caregivers have seen at one point in their career, um, if not a lot, and respiratory therapists actually see that a lot. And um, Joe, our guest, was really he he viewed it as an honor. He viewed it as a way to like grab hold of his life and live it to the fullest because he could see that that full continuum and he just it gave it really it was almost a practice of gratitude but he didn't call it that I suppose um and it was really an informative episode if anyone um doesn't know anything about respiratory therapy I highly recommend and he has a YouTube channel too and so he does a whole bunch of stuff so and of course I'm biased because Billy's an RT for sure their scope of practice is just so, so much bigger than you would think, you know? Yeah. And yeah. their knowledge base is just such a resource that doesn't get utilized as often as it should, for sure. Like, how many times have you and I, like, called Billy with um, a, an RT question? Like, Yeah, I think I, like, text you guys, I'm at work. and Yeah, like, not even, like, related to a patient. Sometimes we're just thinking about something. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I've i totally tapped into that resource that I'm married to. And so, I, and it's a huge part of the healthcare system. And until the pandemic, I do not feel like RTs were understood or recognized at all. I guess I worked on a vent unit. And so um, a lot of my patients were all requiring mechanical ventilation. They were all, they all had trachs. And so it was a specific unit of like what, eight, 24 beds. So all those patients needed respiratory therapy. And so I'm pretty familiar with it, not just because of Billy, obviously, knowing him, but also um, having that experience working on event unit, you know, doing all those things, being trained by the RTs to do stuff when they weren't there. And so I was able to recognize, yeah, quite a bit how invaluable they are in so many ways. Allie's dose of rugby in episode 14 um, this was like a really different episode. So if people haven't listened to it, go back because Allie is an army medic and really a retired army medic and nurse. Um, so no longer really working in healthcare, but also taking that experience and working with veterans now is a very interesting um, and really different. What did you think of that one? The experiences that she had working as a medic, um, being that like when she was in the army, she got like authorized or clearance to do all sorts of things that would be technically considered like out of our scope in like civilian life. That was really interesting to me. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And she's really like, she's a mom of three. She's been through all of this and now she's working with veterans and it's just like an incredible, the work that she's doing is incredible. So <laughs> I, I totally encourage people to go check out Tori Rugby because they're, they're supporting veterans that want to play rugby and um, it's a, it's a whole world. And I, I think I even said it during that episode that I don't sport but a lot of people do sport and they use that as self-care. And so that's like one of the things that she brought up is that rugby has been in her life for so long that it's like this huge part that she loves. And um, I don't have that with a sport, like maybe dance, but like really not 
anymore. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you have dance, maybe not currently, but you have that kind of like athletic background of being a dancer. What about, okay, what about you? Like if you had to pick a sport to be your self-care, <laughs> <laughs> this is a wine talking maybe. Um, if I had to pick a sport, well, I played soccer for That's a lot right. of my life when I was young. Um. But boy, there's a lot of running in that. And I just, I can't say right now that I'm a runner. Um, so maybe something, you know what I have been doing? My husband um, had an old baseball glove and we moved. And he like went to Target and we live up north now and we're trying to get this like slower pace of life. And, and he bought another baseball glove and like a softball or whatever. I don't know what the difference is. I mean, I know the softballs are bigger, but um, he bought some stuff. And so we've been playing catch on and off just like outside the two of us. So I guess um, in terms of what my sport would be right now would be catch with my husband. That's adorable. And like, <laughs> does your dog just go nuts because you're throwing a ball back and forth? She first, she thinks she can get it. Um and a few times when I miss it and it falls on the ground, she can. But then eventually she kind of lays down in the middle of us because she's like, I'm over this. You guys I, I give aren't up. playing I with me. Give I give up. up. And we just throw back and forth for a while. So, um, yeah, eventually she gives up. <laughs> well, speaking of, like, puppy therapy, like, let's skip ahead a little bit because Double Trouble dropped earlier this week with Amy Kusterman, our physical therapist, and she had a new puppy who, like, you could hear the collar jingling <laughs> in the background of the episode, and and obviously every physical therapist ever is an exerciser and uses that as self-care, but she also had this puppy, and, like, you and I both are puppy parents, yeah, and it is, like, first of all, a ton of work. <laughs> For sure. But... But it is this like special thing. Yes, my my puppy is a handful. She is not really a puppy. She's about a hundred pounds. You know, exercise is such a good thing for dogs. So getting out there and getting her walks in takes her energy level down and just kind of makes her a little calmer. And you know, we could learn from that too. I think that helps a lot of us um, humans yeah. do the same thing. Now, there's actually research that says that people that own dogs are healthier. Because they have to get up and get out with their dog and get outside with their dog more often than people that don't. Mm -hmm. So if y'all are looking a way to get more exercise, consider a puppy, yes. apparently. Um, and then to, I guess, backtrack now, episode 15 was with our occupational therapist, Brock, from Australia. But I felt like he was really vulnerable on the show. And I felt like he shared shared like a deep dark moment in his life and then he really did a lot to care for himself and it was really nice to hear that perspective from a guy um, because we don't always get that but Brock was really like vulnerable and open and then he talked about all the different things that he tried and sometimes it didn't work and that's okay but I really felt like that was so special that he did that. Yeah, I thought he had like a self-awareness that not everybody has. It's one thing to recognize if you're going through something and then kind of being in the medical field, put a like a, a name to it or like you're able to kind of like call it what it is. And then for him to like also then become his own therapist, become his own, you know, his personal trainer and like 
He journaled. He did whatever outside. He, you know, he meditated. He, there's so many ideas. So if people are looking for self-care and health care, man, these last episodes are just chock full of good ideas and great conversations. Absolutely. Well, Lisa, have you finished your glass of wine? No, I've just been sipping on it because I didn't want to make gulping noises. Oh, (laughs) well, listeners, thank you so much for joining us for a little break this weekend. And I hope this little recap helps you to be interested in an, an episode or reaching out to somebody. You guys know how to find us. We're on Instagram at Dose of Support. We have our website, dosesupport.com, and all the episodes are there. And we're on Facebook in a private group. And I always try to post self-care Sunday ideas. So if you're not getting what you need from the podcast that week, I'm going to try a different way too to help you find some self-care in healthcare. So please don't hesitate to reach out. And if you would like to be on the show, we are here for your story. Go ahead and go to the website and go to about and find the link to share your story via a survey. All right, Lisa, do you have anything to add? No, that was a, a big recap, a lot of info, but it was. just so many it was. good episodes to go back on. and For sure. Well, we, we will be back in your ears. We're committed to the show and to the audience and to Absolutely. helping this be a really therapeutic thing for anyone out there listening. So you guys find some self-care in healthcare and stay tuned. Thank you. It's my commitment to you that the show will encompass all healthcare professions and especially share those underrepresented voices and stories. If you're enjoying the show, please share it. And thank you so much for being here. We'll be back next Wednesday. So until then, create your own weekend retreat.